subject matter, coarse language, intense situations, and is meant for an adult audience. Listener discretion is advised. Digest issue number 20 Carnivore This story is called Carnivore Written by Chrissy Fox And I'm Laura Manell As the voice of Dylan I'm Mark Kelly The voice of Dad For as long as I can remember My dad's been super overprotective I can't really blame him I guess The town we live in has had 43 deaths in the last five years. Not just deaths, we're talking brutal murders, people torn apart, sometimes eaten. Yes, eaten. And I should probably mention what happened when I was almost four years old. My mother and father decided to take me camping for the weekend up at Bright Lake. It's only about 12 miles outside of town, but they thought getting me out in nature would be nice. My father had gotten up early to do some fishing, and my mother had taken me for a walk down some path not far from the campsite. It was still dark out. Not sure why you'd walk with a toddler in the woods in the dark, but whatever. I don't honestly remember it. Something maybe I blocked it out, but my mother and I were attacked. Just like the other people in town. No one ever truly knew what it was, but my mother was torn apart and succumbed to her injuries. And all my father was told was that she was bitten. A lot. And the teeth marks were consistent of something like a bear or a really large wolf. I actually ended up living, which is shocking because of how small I was at the time. I have these crazy scars from my neck that lead down one side of my torso. But hey... Here I am. I have a hard time remembering my mother at all, which is sad, but that's life, I guess. I get my dad's concern, and some of it is my fault. Well, kind of my fault. I have had a few violent temper tantrums, followed by a little blackout episode. The doctor said he thinks it's anxiety-related, and if it happens, my dad should just let me sleep it off. Kind of crazy for someone my age, but maybe the anxiety is based around me wanting some fucking freedom? Whatever. So here I am, turning 17 this weekend, and having an exhilarating nightly dinner conversation with my dad. Was work good, Dad? Hmm. Same as always. Sam showed up on the sauce again, though. Nice shiner, too. He's a winner. He means well... This younger generation is lazy. Wouldn't know hard work if it bit him in the ass. Even me? What work do you do? <laughs> uh, school? <laughs> Finger paint shit don't count. 
That's what you think we do in high school. I never went. Got myself a good job by your age. Help support the family. I shake my head. No point in arguing. It's small town shit. I take a deep breath and prepare to finally ask Dad the question I've been waiting for the perfect moment to ask all week. So, Dad... Mm-hmm. You know it's my birthday Saturday. <sighs> yep. He sighs. He knows what's coming. Okay, so I know you don't like me going out after dark, but I'm growing up. I promise I'll be super careful and I'll come home by 11 on the dot. No. Julia and Mill really want to take me for ice cream and then walk around the carnival. It's only here the week of Halloween. Everyone says it's super cool. I'll take you for a few hours one day after school. I can cut out early. They owe me over there. Dad, you go everywhere with me. I'm not a baby anymore. You're not doing it, Dylan. You know how many people have gone missing or damn well died this year? You want to end up like your mother? That one stung. No, I don't. But you can't keep me at home forever. You have to trust me that I'll be safe. I'm not stupid, you know. You think Darlene Wilson or old man Stevens was stupid? Two of the damn smartest people in town. Dead, Dylan. Ripped to fucking shreds. No, I'm not fucking having it. What about those two kids from your school a while back, huh? That sound good to you? They found one of those twins' ears on the edge of the yard while his dad was mowing the goddamn lawn. Just pushing the mower along and he grinds up the bloody ear of one of his kids. Well, the Lindsay twins' backyard leads to the woods, and they're always smoking up in there. They basically asked for it. Probably karma for all the kids' asses they beat. That's not a joke. I'm not joking. Dad, please. Seven. I want you home at seven. One hour. That's all he gave me. I grunt, and I stand to clear my plate. I reach out for his, and Dad grabs my arm. I'm just trying to protect you, like your mother would have wanted. I look at my dad sympathetically. I know. The next morning, I got to school early. I was searching for my best friend, Julia. I see her from the other end of the crowded hall. She sees me, and she beelines my way. She reaches me, and she grabs my shoulders. Did you hear about Savannah? I roll my eyes. Savannah is by far the most popular girl in school, and she's only a junior. She's basically perfect looking, and knows it. She's dating the varsity quarterback, Sean Wilde, who already is wanted by basically every major college. Nothing can touch these two. She's dead. Or maybe they can. What? How? Okay, so I heard this from Luke on the bus. His dad's a A cop, yeah. So Savannah was walking home late from Sean's. They had a fight so he didn't drive her. It was close to midnight and he lives by that old service road by the... The woods. Yeah. So she makes it to Mary Drive and you know how when it gets late the streetlights turn off like one at a time like a freaking horror movie? Yeah. So it gets dark. Something sneaks up on her. I'm sure she sensed it but apparently she didn't even scream and no one heard her. But whatever it was, it ripped her throat out first. Jesus Christ. Yeah. At like 5 a.m., some guy's leaving for work and sees this thick trail of blood leading all the way back to the service road. They found what was left of her in some ditch. And apparently, it wasn't much. Fuck. Do they think it was Sean? Are you kidding? Nothing can touch that guy, but no. They think it was that animal again. 
Right at that moment, Sean walks down the hall. He's pale and surrounded by a couple other jocks and Savannah's best friend, Dee Dee. She's sobbing, but clearly wants attention. Sean looks pale and distraught. They're headed to the office. Why is he even here? Are you kidding? This will get him even more attention if that's possible. He's going to milk this thing. They all will. Well, I'm sure this is pretty fucked for them. Poor Savannah. Julia looks annoyingly unfazed. She bites off a piece of her Twizzler. We still going to the carnival tomorrow night, right? My dad gave me till seven. It's your fucking birthday. Can he release the stranglehold a fucking little? I know. I'll work on it again tonight. I'm gonna go find Mel. Tell her about the Savannah drama. See you at lunch. Before I can answer, Julia skips off. She's a fucking weirdo. We're perfect for each other. So gym class is by far my least favorite thing to do. The school has this uniform t-shirt and shorts. Because of my huge scars, I'm more than a little insecure of my midriff. The shirt always rides up, and it was doing it again today while we were playing baseball. I was an infielder, and I could feel this girl, Lana, from my class staring. She was on second base. I looked down, and I realized my dark red scar is partially exposed. I tug my shirt down, and I glare at her. We lock eyes, and then, right then, Jen Fox hits the ball. It flies at this insane speed, and it contacts the side of Lana's head. She falls, and I hear someone in the class scream. I run to her. Lana's out. Blood is gushing from her temple. It pools, and it drips down over her eye. I stare at it. In a trance, a strange sensation comes over my body. So I grab my stomach, and I lean over. Fuck. The inside of my body is just raging. I can... I can't handle the blood. It's actually crazy how pathetic I am around it. The teacher rushes up to Lana. Call for help. She looks up at me. I must be white as a sheet. (sighs) Go to the office and have them call an ambulance. Then go to the nurse's office and lay down. I feel so stupid and embarrassed. It takes everything in me to pull myself together and get out of there. I go to the office and they call Lana an ambulance. She's going to be fine. Me? I think I'm a lost cause. That night at dinner, I took one more shot. I had to see if Dad would let me stay out later at the carnival. I ease him in. So, a girl got knocked out today in gym class? It was bloody hell. My dad looks up from his plate. Yeah? How'd you do the blood? Oh, I was the hero. Got sent to the nurse. My dad looks almost nervous. He's such a worrier. I was fine. I I gotta get over the blood thing. Yeah, it's always been tough for you. My dad moves some food around his plate. You know that girl who got killed last night? Uh, this is not gonna help my case of staying out later tomorrow night. Savannah? Yeah, a little. We got a couple classes together. She was dumb walking alone that late by the woods. I think you should stay home tomorrow. Dad, no, it's my birthday. I'm, I'm going to be out around tons of people, basically the whole town, with my best friends, never alone. I would never do something stupid like Savannah did. Don't punish me for her mistake. 
My dad looks really conflicted. Seven. Not one minute later, you hear me? It'll already be dark by then. That doesn't make me feel good. I know. Okay. I give up. Defeated. There's no way he's budging on this. The next night, my birthday, we arrive at the carnival about 4 p.m. It felt amazing to be 17. One more year of being locked down, overprotected, and I am out. A full-ass adult. I love my dad, but seriously, cut the fucking cord. We all agreed as we walked onto the carnival grounds, they stepped it up this year. The fact that it came to town the week of Halloween made it just feel magic. Brown leaves fall and whip around us in the wind. The air smelled sweet from carnival candy and funnel cakes. At least 50 glowing jack-o'-lanterns line the entrance. I look up and I see a full moon beginning to materialize in the dimming sky. At least it gets dark early now. It'll be blackout by five. Makes the carnival experience way more fun. A band plays in the distance, and fog creeps along the ground. They have a haunted house! Let's go! Mill grabs her arm to stop her. Wait till dark. It'll be more fun to watch you scream your ass off. Julia brushes Mill's hand and blushes. I roll my eyes. These two pretend to not be together, like they haven't been in love half of our lives. Okay, whatever. You really got me fooled, guys. Mmm, let's go to the funhouse. It says we might get a visit from an evil clown. We run in the direction of evil Mr. Bubbles Funhouse. Little kids shriek in excitement around us. The sound of carnival games are deafening as they ping and hit. Oh, somebody's a winner. In the distance is endless screaming as people ride the Tilt-A-Whirl, Gravitron, and a Death Drop. Seriously, the best birthday ever. More of Bleeder's Digest, issue number 20, Carnivore, after this. We come out of the funhouse breathless. My voice is it's starting to go. Too much screaming, I guess. I hate clowns. They're so fucking scary. It's officially completely dark and the carnival lights have come to life. We head towards the Gravitron and hear a commotion going on at the death drop. Some teenager has climbed out of their harness and is about to free fall. How fucking stupid is he? I know that kid. He's that stoner from my art class. Yeah, well, he's about to fucking die. I don't know if I can watch this, guys. A small group of looky-loos have gathered. The carnival crew are scrambling to shut the ride down. A woman screams as the ride drops halfway. The idiot somehow hangs on. The crowd cheers. It eggs this guy on. As the ride starts to shoot up again, he loses his grip and he falls. He hits the ground with a thud. Everyone gasps. The kid screams in pain and rolls over. He's alive. Yep. But that leg is very broken. The kid's leg is bent, almost completely backwards. This is fucking gross. Medics show up to bring the dumbass to the hospital. Me and my friends decide to ride the Gravitron three times in a row. Something you can only do when you're young, my dad would say. Shit! My dad! What time is it? I look at my watch, 7.14. Yep, I am officially dead. 
Julia looks at me, questioningly. What's wrong? I'm late. My dad is gonna ground me till I'm 18. Shit. Well, you should make the most of it then. What's the rush? Julia grabs my hand. I freeze. I smell... blood. Why do I smell blood? I look down. We're standing right where that stupid kid fell off the ride. Dark red and brown stain the crunched up leaves. I start to get that feeling again. That feeling when I see blood. I kneel over, holding my stomach. The strobing lights from the Gravitron are penetrating my brain. I get this almost blackout state. I can hear a loud cracking. Screams surround me. A violent howl. I can't see clearly. Where are the sounds coming from? What's happening? Okay, I see Mill. Her face is twisted, like like it's pained. I see flesh tearing. I see a woman with half her face missing. People are running around me in a terrified panic. I'm scared. Why can't I see what's going on? I run, but I have extreme vertigo. Where is Julia? I trip over something in front of me, the, the fun house. I, I, I stand and I can barely make it out. But I tripped over a dead body. People are dead. A lot of people are dead. What is attacking us? I see something from the corner of my eye. I whip my head towards the fun house. Lights trail, making me more dizzy. I focus slowly in on one of the mirrors out front. And I see the reflection of an enormous wolf. It's impossibly huge. And its face is dripping with blood. I have to run. This could be what killed my mother. Everything starts to spin. I have to run. I collapse onto the cold, hard ground. Maybe I'm dead. Maybe it got me too. I wake up, and it's dark. I'm shivering, fucking freezing. How long have I been out? I realize I'm naked, but covered in a blanket. What the fuck is going on? I try to stand, but I hit my head hard. The full moon streams through the low basement window. I'm in a cage. This is my basement. I hear my dad's voice. Dylan, calm down. You're okay. I look down, pulling my blanket tighter around me. My hands are soaked in blood. I'm I'm terrified. Dad? What's going on? Why am I in here? I shake it. I shake the cage door. It doesn't budge. Let me out now! My dad hangs his head. What the fuck is up with him? Dad? Dylan, a lot of people died tonight. This is why I knew I shouldn't have let you stay out. I remember. The wolf. It it was at the carnival. Dad, there was a- Werewolf. Yeah, I know. A werewolf. I almost laugh. 
That's insane, right? Insane! Wait, the most horrific thought washes over me. It all makes sense. My mother's death. Dad locking me in at night. Was, was, was my dad a fucking werewolf? I slam on the cage. Dad, let me out now. I hear commotion outside in the distance. We don't have much time, okay? Dad, did you do this? Am I hurt? Why am I covered in blood? Are you going to kill me? My father looks up from the shadows of the basement. For the first time in my life, I'm scared of him. Terrified, actually. Dylan, no. You did this. Honey, you're a werewolf. All the people in town over the years. That girl the other night from school. God knows how many tonight at the carnival. You killed them all. But not alone. I think the one that turned you is back. I think it was waiting for you. That's why there's been so many deaths over the past few years. There's two of you now. I gasp in shock. There is no fucking way. Before I can reply, he hands me his cell phone. He has a video pulled up. Push play. He demands. I start the video. A giant wolf stands on its hind legs. Scars line its fur, leaving patches of its coat uncovered. The wolf's eyes glow in the darkness. Blood and saliva drip from its large, sharp teeth. A group of middle school kids are cornered by the fishbowl toss at the carnival. A girl with glasses is frozen, not moving. The wolf leans into her. Her glasses fog over. It's too close. I start to cry. No. In an instant, the wolf bites into the boy standing beside her. Blood sprays the girl like a shower, and she finally starts to scream. I watch in shock as the wolf literally tears this kid to pieces. Arm, shoulder, stomach, ripping and tearing. And its finale, it, it bites the poor kid's throat until the head separates from his body, landing at the poor girl's feet with a wet thud. I throw the phone from the cage. Why are you doing this? My dad picks up his phone and walks it up to me. The video's still playing. The wolf collapses, letting out a terrifying wail in front of the funhouse. Tears begin to blind me, and my body shakes uncontrollably as I watch it change form from a large, terrifying creature into me, naked, on the ground, unconscious and covered in human remains. This video is circulating all over online. It's been shared all over town. Sam sent it to me. He got it sent by five different people. They all know, and they're coming for you. I tried to protect you. I was hoping you'd never have to find out that I could contain it. How? How could you possibly contain this? I don't know. I love you. You're all I have. Why does this happen to me? I don't understand. When you and your mother 
were attacked. It took me a long time, but I realized it was a werewolf. It let you live for a reason. You never really started changing until you hit puberty. That's why you're so sensitive to blood. You got an animal inside of you. The roaring sounds outside are getting closer. A glow of fire bounces light through the window. The town is angry, and they want to see you punished. They're trying to beat the cops to you. Honestly, I'm afraid the cops will turn a blind eye too. Do they have fucking torches? I don't blame them. I killed a lot of people, I guess. I'd want me dead too. Maybe it's for the best. No, Dylan, we have to go. They aren't going to just kill you. You'll be tortured. I can't bear that. I look at my dad, and for the first time in my life, I see him cry. The people in town have reached our house. We hear windows breaking upstairs. The front door is kicked in loudly. I hear people yelling. My dad rushes to the door of my cage. His hand shakes as he unlocks the door. You've locked me in here before, haven't you? He nods. I'm more scared seeing how freaked out my dad is. I've been able to catch it a few times early before you change and then get you back in bed when it's over before you wake up. Other times, you've gotten out. Thank God you've always come back, kid. I hear the roar of the crowd outside getting louder. Thick smoke begins to drift down the basement stairs. They've set our fucking house on fire. What about my dad? None of this is his fault. It's me. It's all me. An unnatural feeling of rage begins to consume me. It's happening. This time, I know what it is, and I'm awake. Experiencing every little painful as fuck sensation. My back arches and bends. My body stretches. Coarse hairs begin to tear out through my pores. My mouth aches and cracks as impossibly large teeth break through my gums. The look on my dad's face tells me I am now a wolf. He knows I can't control the hunger. The ache inside of me. I want him. I need fucking blood. All I can think about is tearing him and anything I can apart. I step closer to my father. The only person who has ever truly protected me. Loved me. Since my mother failed me. I failed the basement door! I hear people breaking down the basement door. I let out a deafening howl. From the distance, something howls back, calling for me. Go! My dad yells. I hesitate, locking eyes with him for one last time, and then I leap into my monstrous wolf form through the window. The glass shatters around me, tearing into my skin. I feel nothing. I am so powerful, so dangerous, nothing can touch me. Diving through the sea of screaming townspeople holding torches, I snap at a few of them and run into the darkness, watching from a safe distance, waiting to see that my father got out safely. I hear someone yell, 
Then the father's still inside there. Get him, you goons. Save him. He's innocent. Sam. My dad's fucking friend Sam from work walks up to our house with a gas can. Pours more gas on the raging fire and yells, Let him fucking burn! The crowd cheers deafeningly. They killed my father. A good man. A kind and gentle man. Because of me. The rage I felt was enough for a hundred vicious animals. I hear a sound behind me. Something's approaching in the darkness. My creator. A white wolf. Much larger than I was with one dead, milky-looking white eye. One evil red one and a large scar across its face. It takes its place at my side. We will be back for them. Every single one of them. First step? It's time to grow the pack. We take off in the direction of town. Seems like a good place to start. Revenge is a beast. Carnivore, written by Chrissy Fox. Guest starring Laura Minnell as Dylan, Mark Kelly as Dad. Featuring Chrissy Fox as Julia, Mill, and the teacher. Spider One as Sam. Engineered by Mike Solomon and Tyler Connolly. Production, sound design, and music by Chrissy Fox. Theme music by Tyler Connolly, Chrissy Fox, and Trevor Shand. Bleeders Digest is created and curated by Spider One, Chrissy Fox, Trevor Shand, and Lauren Shand. Subscribe on your favorite podcast provider to never miss an episode. Bleeders Digest is a presentation of the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. Bloody Disgusting.